0: RNC Chair Ronan McDaniel faces a new round of criticism on her leadership. A number of new COVID-19 mask studies tell us what we already know. Plus, Democrat radical Pramila Jayapal doubles down on Hamas. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless
1: the United States of America.
0: Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Rona McDaniel and the Republican National Committee. McDaniel is in the news again. And like any other time she makes headlines, it's not for something good. Under McDaniel's tenure, Republican candidates have consistently underperformed in 2018, 2020, and the 2022 elections. Hopes of red waves have risen only to come crashing down. During her last election as chair of the RNC, McDaniel faced legitimate challengers, but still won re-election, thanks to a hearty number of establishment Republicans who apparently would rather just sip tea than get in the trenches and win. During the third GOP presidential debate a few weeks ago, McDaniel faced direct criticism on the air from candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020. 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. Her response had nothing to do with satisfying grassroots conservatives, as she prefers to dodge rather than correct the problems. This Republican on Republican infighting, I'm not running for president, so I'm not in this primary, isn't helping our party. We lost races in 2022 because of vitriol within our party. We need every Republican and then some to win elections. And the Republican voters want to hear us talk about the border, fentanyl, Israel, our kids, crime, inflation, and they want to see us take on Joe Biden. In another interview, McDaniel tried to explain to Laura Ingram that the RNC is not the messenger but the turnout machine. Yet in the clip you just saw, she was talking about the message. The fact is that the RNC continues to fail to do what it is supposed to do. Another example comes in the form of the GOP presidential debates, where the RNC under McDaniel continues to utilize media outlets which are overtly hostile to Republicans. Following debates hosted by Fox News, whose board members are solidly anti-Trump, and Fox Business, The RNC then turned to NBC News as a debate host. Why? It makes no sense. Now, as debate number four draws near, reporting is coming out that Newsmax is not happy at all with the debate situation, and the news network has a reason to be upset. Outside of Fox, Newsmax is the leading cable news outlet for conservatives. And yet, McDaniel went with NBC News for debate number three, and will now be going with News Nation for debate number four completely shutting out Newsmax from the picture. News Nation is overtly left-wing, and this pattern coming from the RNC is certainly being noticed. As reported by Axios following word that News Nation would host the fourth debate, Newsmax executives said that, quote, since the beginning of the process, the RNC under Rona McDaniel has consistently lied and obfuscated to Newsmax about us hosting a debate. So it's clear to us the RNC's goal has been to make sure anti-Trump media control the GOP debates, end quote. It's well past time for a change at the RNC. We need leadership who understands the grassroots. You can't mobilize turnout if you don't understand who your voters are. And the RNC under McDaniel continues to demonstrate an establishment mindset that seems quite content with losing. All right, next, let's look at a series of new COVID studies, but first, If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next there's some new COVID research available on mask wearing that tells us what we already know and what logic and common sense suggested from the very beginning. However, I think it's important to pass this information along because just this past weekend, I drove alongside a guy who was in his car by himself with a mask on. I also walked by a couple with a small child and all three had N95 type masks on. Those masks are designed for limited use in construction areas, not wearing all day long like a a shirt or a pair of pants. Maybe if more information gets out, people like these will actually listen. It's doubtful, but there's always hope. A few months ago, Anthony Fauci was asked about mask wearing and despite the evidence, Fauci kept pushing the party line, but added that those dreaded mandates probably won't come back. I can see that if we get a significant uptick in cases, that you may see the recommendation that masks be used under certain circumstances and in indoor crowded settings. But I don't see there be certainly not federal mandates. I would be extremely surprised if we would see that. There may be local organizations that may require masks. But I think what we're going to see mostly are if the cases go up, that there might be recommendations, not mandates. There's a big difference there. It's just so bogus. CDC recommendations on masks were not based on science, yet organizations took those recommendations and transformed them into mandates. Now, even more evidence has come out on the ineffectiveness of masks. According to a new study in the Archives of Disease in Childhood, researchers screened over 500 studies and found that, quote, real-world effectiveness of child mask mandates against COVID-19 transmission or infection has not been demonstrated, end quote. The researchers added that, quote, the current body of scientific data does not support masking children for protection against COVID-19, end quote. And then, as reported by the Epic Times, a peer-reviewed study in the Journal of Epidemiology and Infection found that people who frequently wore masks actually had a higher likelihood of getting COVID. The study looked at over 3,000 people and found that after adjusting for factors such as vaccination status, individuals who sometimes or often wore masks had a 33% higher incidence of COVID-19 compared to those who never or almost never wore masks. This jumped to 40% among people who almost always or always wore masks. And finally, one more kicker. And this is a study from Estonia involving around 330,000 adults, which found that natural immunity offers stronger and longer-lasting protection against infection, symptoms, and hospitalization than the COVID shots. The real question is, will any of this information change the guy's mind who is in that car driving by himself with a mask on? What do you think? Let me know in the comments. All right. Next, let's talk about comments made by radical Democrat Pramila Jayapal this weekend on CNN because her refusal to acknowledge the barbarism of Hamas and her attempts to paint actions by Israel in the same light have sparked outrage even among some Democrats. On CNN's State of the Union program, Jayapal was asked about Hamas's raping of women not only during the October 7th terrorist attack, but since then as well.
1: Uh, Morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian law says. Okay, with with respect, I was just asking about the the women and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact... I already answered your question, Dana. I I said it's horrific and I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians.
0: Always listen carefully when politicians throw in a but or however, because it often means that they wanna have things both ways. In that exchange, The CNN host specifically asked about the raping of women, and Jayapal said, yes, it's bad, but look at Israel. She also said that bad things happen in war, and this is a typical suggestion or refutation from the left. They see Israel as the Middle East version of the West, and their goal is to bring down the West by any means. This results in Hamas crimes being portrayed as okay, or yes, they're bad, but. CNN's Dana Bash cut through the nonsense. With this reply,
1: fifteen thousand Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes. Three quarters of whom and it's, are women and children. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping. Um, well, Dana, I think women. we're not. We're not. I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. What a nice
0: simple response. Bash is talking about a particular subject, the raping of women in this conflict, and then points out the obvious that you don't see Israeli soldiers raping Palestinians. To this, Paul has nothing. But again, this is the same person who just a few months ago said this.
1: I want you to know that we have been fighting to make it clear that Israel is a racist state, that the Palestinian people deserve self-determination and autonomy, that the dream that the dream of a two state solution is slipping away from us, that it is not, that it does not even feel possible.
0: Jayapal and her allies, such as Rashida Tlaib, fail to acknowledge the reality that Hamas is not just a terrorist organization, but the elected leadership of the Palestinian people. These people voted to put Hamas in power and continue to support them. But Jayapal will downplay the barbarism of Hamas, And play up perceived injustices by Israel in order to bring Israel down. And make no mistake, Hamas will not go away on its own. Next, here's some rapid-fire headlines from around the country. A new report by Consumer Reports shows that electric vehicles have significantly more problems than gas-powered cars and trucks, and thus contribute significantly to the cost of ownership. As reported by CBS News, electric vehicles have nearly 80 percent more problems and are generally less reliable than cars propelled by conventional internal combustion engines. Plug-in hybrid vehicles have an even worse scorecard, with an average of almost 150% more problems, the consumer group found. EV owners most frequently reported troubles with battery and charging systems, as well as flaws in how the vehicle's body panels and interior parts fit together. Next. The support for Holden Armenta continues to build as Americans have reached the breaking point regarding cancel culture. We are sick of it, and we're over it. As you recall, left-wing reporter Karen Phillips tried to shame young Holden Armenta for dressing up for a Kansas City Chiefs game. Phillips claimed young Armenta was trying to hate black people and Native Americans at the same time. Because of the attention, the young boy said things sometimes get a little scary.
1: And I've had family and friends call and oh we saw you on on
0: uh, Sunday night football so he's excited but then everything else came up and it's uh, been a little bit of a spiral. Holden how are you feeling right now? Um it's okay because a lot of kids at school are getting excited but it's starting to get me a little nervous because If they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I hope this reporter and his organization get Nick Sandman into bankruptcy. Targeting a child is just the worst of the worst. Finally, Washington, D.C. police are urging residents to use air tag tracking devices in their high-end Canada goose coats because thieves are targeting the items. As reported by the Gateway Pundit, rather than fighting crime, the new approach by the left is informing people on how to make the most of their victimhood after the fact. According to the story, crime in the city is so out of control that last month DC Mayor Muriel Bowser announced a program to provide free tags for residents in certain neighborhoods to put on their vehicles. Now it's not just cars, it's clothing. The DC police chief said, I've seen people use them on toolkits, suitcases. I think that's probably the best thing you can do as far as if it gets taken because it's a nice way to track it. Here's a novel idea. Stop crime before it happens. But hey, these people keep getting voted into office over and over again. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Wednesday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.